Hey, listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that it is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Carden, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native, Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. What is a dog? Tell me about that. This dog. beast next to me, her name is Mabel. Her face is tattooed on my body. If you want to get me a gift I love, like put her face on it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Literally. Um, we have such a great, fun, talented woman. Zoe Deutsch is with us today. I knew her mother in the 80s, um, Leah Thompson. Uh, Ms. Deutsch is in so many great things that you have seen, um, The Politician, but her current movie is called Something from Tiffany's, and it's on Amazon. You can watch it anytime. Here comes Zoe. How many dogs do you have? I have four. I have uh, a brother and a ha- half sister, uh, Jack Russell Terriers. <gasps> They're so cute. And then I have a, a big do- big dog. We call him. He's a, a German short haired pointer. Wow. And then I have a rescue um, named Bella. And, and, and I, I have, a, I have a, a movie on Netflix called uh, Dog Gone. I love dogs. I love movies about dogs, books about dogs, dogs, whatever. Pets are the best. Did you grow up with animals? I did, and they all mysteriously ran away, I say in air quotes. <laughs> oh, no. So you have, like I, I discovered reading about you, you have lots of tattoos, not just your dog, right? They're very small. They're very discreet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're all ankle down. Okay. Um, I make the bad joke, like socks, not instead of sleeves, you know? Yes. Um, uh, and they're all very, like, they're single needle. I get one a year for my birthday, sometimes two. I developed what? The, well, I developed, a, I tried to put um, <laughs> boundaries on it so that it didn't get out of hand because yeah. it, I don't know if you have any tattoos, do you? Yep, I have one. Just one, well, though. I don't know if you're, what you're, I never, I didn't understand what people were like, once you get one, you want, but I, I got one and I was like, okay, I want to get a bunch. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it. Every, it'll be my birthday present. And I have the same tattoo artist who does it every year. But then one year when I was, um, I was like, whatever, I'll just get a couple. And the next year I was like, I'll get a couple. So I haven't had one. I haven't had, I didn't get one this year or last year. But anyway, yes, I do have, I have a couple. My grandma's not mad at me and that's all that matters. So I'm in the clear. What's your, what's your tattoo of? My tattoo is when I, I so when I first 
not when I first, I only got, luckily only got sober once. When I got sober, I, some of the guys in the program who I really admired and my whole thing about like if when I stopped drinking and all that was like, I wasn't going to be cool. I wasn't going to be And, and they were all tatted out. And I was like, so it was my, like, I'm still bad. Yeah, yeah, I, I still, I st- I'm edgy, man. Still, you know. Did so you go it, skydiving too? Yeah, <laughs> I. That's the other thing. They, it's true. They all went and did that too. But I, I'll do almost anything. But I have uh-huh. a little bit of a, not a little bit. I have a fear of, of skydiving, hand gliding, parasailing, bungee jumping. But I'll jump off really high things. So who knows what that's about? But um, I drew the line at that. But I have a. It. It's on my. It looks like a faded. Well, because it's thirty-two years old now, it looks. <laughs> it literally looks. I have tattoos older than 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 you. Um, <laughs> it literally looks like I look like a longshoreman. I look like somebody who's in the Merchant Marines. But that's pretty cool, right? And somebody told me. Here's a new thing somebody told me about tat, an old faded tattoo. Like it's kind. Like I go, I should get it touched up. I should get it because it looks kind of like a blob. And now, and they're like, no, 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 man. There's a whole new thing in the tat world that like, it's, that's the character and, and all that stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I, I think I'm just going to keep it the way it is. I, I think, it, I'm, I bet it's cool. It's cool. If, if, if you're in Hawaii again, I'll show it to you. Are you going to, I think I last saw you and Jimmy were in Hawaii. Yeah. And we ran into each other. Are you guys, go, are you guys going for the holidays? What do you, how is Jimmy? I love him. How's he doing? Oh, well, I got to tell you, I told him I, that I was doing your podcast and he goes, what's it called? And I was like, it's called, and he goes, it should be called The Lowdown. And I was mm. like, oh, damn. I thought about it. Okay. I did. I just wanted to make sure that that was on your radar. <laughs> it was on, it was definitely on my radar. I, I liked literally because it, it was. No, it's, it's great. But right? Jimmy just had, Jimmy, Jimmy had some notes, unfortunately, but um, I love it. I want notes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I love notes. Jimmy Tatro is great great actor and funny and just amazing. Have you guys ever worked together though? I don't think you have. you? No, we haven't. The extent of us working together has been like doing audition self tapes. Like I'll ask him to do an, a self tape audition with me. Um, and it's funny because similar to when I asked my mother to do a self tape with me, they have distinct voices. I don't know if you have this experience mm-hmm. with your children, but yep. um, it's very, he has a very, his voice is very obviously his. It's, it's very, obviously his. There's nobody else whose voice it could be no <laughs> and same with my mom you know so it's uh it's very sweet. so how's your self-tape so i like when i started acting if they i remember i remember when tape came into the acting world and it was a i remember the i'll never forget the first day i walked into an audition and they had a video camera rolling and it was like it was like people were so upset and agents were upset and actors hated it and there were negotiations about they're not going to film it they are going to film and now everybody films everything wait i don't understand you they wouldn't film audition what do you mean no 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 when you ask your mom when 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 we were coming up an audition was you went in and you read and there there were people in the room and that was it and there was like this thing of if if you didn't see the audition you didn't see the audition and and it the thought was as an actor was like if you crushed it all they have is that memory of you crushing it. Wow. And conversely, if you maybe didn't do as well as you thought you you wanted to do, they didn't have any evidence of it. Do you know what I mean? So it was a big, big, big deal to put yourself on tape. Now it's no longer, uh, you don't even go into a room. 
Oh, whenever you just self-tape all the time. There's no even going into a room, which I think is a real shame. Of course, I think that's a shame, but I, I don't know how you feel or what your experience with auditioning is, but I love it. Like, I mm. love auditioning. Me too. I, it's, it's hard and it's scary, but as actors, I mean, y- you have been working so hard for so many years and, and done so many amazing things. And so I guess you have been consistently working for a long time. But for me, I'm like, I feel like I rarely get to act. You know what I mean? I, swear, I feel like right. I did it because I love it and I want to do it. And it's weird how little I get to. So I love being in class and I love auditioning. I think it's important to exercise that muscle. Um... And I don't feel like I get to because I'm sitting in my room, which is comfy cozy. Of yeah. course, I'm going to feel good and I can do a mil- I mean, I understand the benefits of it, but um, I I really love being in a room and auditioning for people and learning from them and feeling scared. And <laughs> you I, I saw my notes that you were auditioning for white for season two of White Lotus. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, I, I did. Well, I did. But yeah, I didn't get it. When you <laughs> see because I remember auditioning for stuff that you knew was going to be important. You knew it was going to like be a thing. You just know it. You're like, oh, okay. This movie, Ordinary People, I think this movie's, I think it's going to go places. And and you audition it and you don't get it. And then you see Timothy Hutton and he's great in the movie. And then he wins the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, he, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, do you, do you ever, um, something like, like White Lotus? on that? Yeah, just like when you, when you, when you audition for White Lotus, you're like, oh yeah, I want to be in this. This is going to be dope. And then, you know, doesn't go your way and you watch White Lotus season two and you see the other actor do it. What what thoughts, if any, do you have? Do you go, I could have done it better or the God bless them. They were the right person. Or like, what do you what's your process when that happens? Because it's a natural part of being an actor. I feel like one of the things that is well suited or I don't know if it, I developed it or if it was just something that was in me. Um, but I and I just care so much about something. I'm obsessed with it. I have to do it. I'll do anything. I'll, I'll, I, it's all I can think about. And then I do it and it's gone. Like yeah. I, I really, so I don't have any feelings about it. I'm like, oh, great. My friend got the job. I love her. She's amazing. I'm like, I have no bad, I don't know. It's, I, I, I really compartment, like I <laughs> let it go yeah. truly. Yeah. Um, the only things that I, I really harp on and reflect on are um there are like two experiences that weren't jobs I didn't get but they were jobs that I that you know they like one I got cut out of and one I got replaced like the week before which was deeply traumatic and the way that they went about it was bad but otherwise with auditioning and not getting parts and then seeing people who did it and had huge success or not um I don't know I sort of feel like it's it you, you got to be a little spiritual about it right like you have For to sure. You got to be like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I I think there were definitely, there were moments in, when I first started out where I had these huge opportunities and I was auditioning for or these opportunities for these huge projects that I am certain I didn't get because I was not ready for it. Uh, like, mm-hmm. again, spiritually, like I just wasn't ready for that. Um, and I, I'm so grateful. Like, I feel so much anxiety for <laughs> just start out and blow up. I don't know if you have that. Yeah. I don't know if you have secondhand anxiety for people who. Um... No, it makes it all makes perfect sense. I I think that people who don't actors who don't have the ability to let it sort of like fall off like water off a duck's back, as my mom used to say. You know, you got to let it go. And I I look at auditioning as um like you. It's fun. It's you get to you played the part. 
I you only I, I played that part. I played it for this audition, yeah. but I played it, and that was my iteration of it, and it was fun, and it was great. And next, and also, what's so cool is sometimes when you develop a character and you didn't get it, you can use it for something else someday. You know, that's I. Sometimes I find I'm like, oh, I remember when I did that in that last. Maybe it would be work mm. for that. I don't know. It's it's um, I try to look at it like it's a learning experience, and. And I, I'm always so excited when I get to work with, like, go audition for a great director or something. And I'm like, oh, it's like an acting class. I have so much, I'm so insecure yeah. about my lack of education. I, I really wanted to work really young and I'm grateful, grateful, grateful beyond that my parents understood they had no control. I, I was going to do this, so they just had to mm-hmm. let me. But I am still very insecure about my, you know, lack of college education, my kind of half-assed high school education and, you know, lack of any theater, whatever. I feel um, inadequate. But when I get to go work with great directors, I'm like, oh, it's like a crash course, a master class with this. You know, I try to reframe it in my brain as yeah, an Yeah, it's a real education. Yeah, it's, it's, it's education of life. Well, also it's like you, you know, um, I, I'm going to go see the new Avatar this weekend. And, you know, Jim Cameron is one of my favorite directors. And I auditioned for Titanic. Oh, and my gosh. With, with Jim. And, you know, he's running the camera. It's just me and him. He and and he's filming me and all these angles and back and forth. It was like, you know, four and five hours. And I go, no. oh, so this is what it's like to to work with Jim Cameron. And I didn't get it. And by the way, glad I didn't get it. It was the Billy Zane bad guy part. And it's funny. There are certain parts, I think, that they're 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 just traps like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't it's like do you want to go down in history as the scumbag from titanic mm. do you know do you, do you know what i'm saying no, of it's course. like there, there's like there's a certain type of bad guy that is amazing and that you can't that i would love to do a billion times over and there's another type of bad guy that is so irredeemable and the movie is set up to make the hero look so great. Like your only job is to make some other actor look great. And I hate that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. No, but that I, I, I want to go back to the four or five hour audition thing with James Cameron. That's crazy. So crazy. And then I returned the favor. I wrote a um, I wrote a screenplay. It was the first screenplay I ever wrote on spec just to do it. And I and I loved it. And. God bless him, my dearly departed best friend, the actor Bill Paxton, who was in all of Jim's movies and started out in the prop department at Corman, Roger Corman Studios with Jim, building props. And Cameron was like, yeah, I've written this script called The Terminator and I'm going to go make it and the rest is history. So Bill was, and Bill was obviously in Titanic as well. Bill loved my script and I'll never forget one day getting a phone call and it was Bill and he's like, Oh God, buddy, are you going to be by your phone for the next half hour? I was like, yeah, I guess God, James Cameron read your script. Boy, he loves it. He thinks it's great. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? What? And sure enough, half an hour later, it was James Cameron on the phone, loved the script. And I was like, he had just won the Oscar for, for Titanic. He had, he, so he, it's like he's the he's the king of the world, as he said when he won. And I'm like, James Cameron's never going to direct this movie. He's just never gonna. And but but yet he loves it. What what can I do to? What can I do with this? And I thought I know. 
I will cast him in it as the bad guy. Like John Huston, the great director, was the bad guy in Chinatown. So I tell Jim, I go, would you ever consider acting? He goes, actually, I would like to do that because I, because I'm so technically proficient. The one area on a movie set that I don't know almost better than anybody else on the set is acting. And it's true. What's great about Jim is he, he knows everybody's job better than they do. He's a genius. But acting is a mystery to him. So the theory was, I was like, well, I would love you to do it. And, he, and he, I'll never forget. He goes, well, I, I wouldn't, I, I think I would need to audition. Perfect. And I go, okay. So I sent him the sides and I, and I, and we did a screen test and I, I auditioned Jim. This is a great story. Isn't this crazy? So I, I, I went to Lightstorm, his company, and we are, we're, you know, he's at, we're doing the scenes. I'm like, you know what? Can you, do, do you mind going to the, go into like your men's room or whatever? Just throw a bunch of water on your face and your hair and just fuck yourself with the, I want to see you really wet and see what you look like. Is it great? And he did it. And it was amazing. And he was fantastic. And when, when, um, when I cut it all together, he's like, well, I think I, I'd like to see it. I go, great. I go, I'll come into Lightstorm. I'll show it to you. He goes, no, no, no. That's my favorite thing ever. He says, no, no, no. I believe all actors should, should subjugate themselves to their directors. I will come to you. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you're thinking about doing some home remodeling, check out Window World. Go to windowworld.com and check out their Windows Inspiration Guide. The guide is a dream book of page after page of beautiful windows. It's not just about how good they look. These beauties earned the Good Housekeeping Seal and Energy Star Certification. Go to windowworld.com to schedule your free consultation. Tell them you heard about it here on Literally with me, Rob Lowe. Window World, America's exterior remodeler. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. All good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. The weather is getting warmer. It's time to ditch the jackets and sweaters 
for shorts and tees. But there's no need to waste money on clothes that only last one season with Quince. Now you can get high quality pieces that never go out of style. You'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts for $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering with the top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings directly on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. My producer recently made an order for Quince, and here's what he had to say. I'm really excited to revamp my closet with Quince. I cannot wait for my items to arrive from Quince. You know, I'm a sweater guy. I was looking at that burgundy cashmere crew neck. I love the blue chore jacket. Maybe I'll throw some joggers in there. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash Rob for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Rob to get free shipping and 360 day returns. Quince.com slash Rob. What, one of the things that I love about that story is you took, um, you stopped and you paused in the moment and you were like, how can I turn this into, like, how can I make this opportunity? I'm really bad at that. I, sometimes when things like hap- happen that are cool or whatever, I just sort of freeze and I'm like, okay, great, move on. Like, I don't use it. I don't go like, how can I make, how can I expand on this? And, you know, in the way that you did, which is really cool. Um, well, you, listen, people talk about like longevity in, in, in our business. And for me anyway, that's a crucial element to it, mm. which is you like, you're knocking on the door and the door isn't opening. So like, hmm, and you can like, a lot of people just walk away from the door, but I'm like, could I go under the door? Could I, maybe I would, you have like, you kind of, another analogy I use is like in, you're in a river and you're, and you have to, you're swimming up. Sometimes you're swimming with the current and it's amazing. And other times you're against the current. No matter what you do, you're not moving anywhere. And you have to find a, a, a part of that river with some forward movement. And it may not even take you in a direction that you think you want to go, but it's moving at least. Mm. And you you let yourself flow into it. My parents have, you know, like you've been in the business for a, a, a long time and I've worked their asses off and always, always just were so creative and found different ways. And I think that definitely served me in witnessing that I, you know, started producing when I was 23 or something. And, and I just because I wasn't getting the parts that I wanted to do. And speaking yeah. of auditioning, I've auditioned for every part that I've ever done, except for the movies that I've produced um, and gave myself those jobs. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a good thing about being producer. Yeah, you cast yourself. You cast yourself and the people that you like. Um, no, but I, but yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, I did do that, which is cool. And I, and I'm proud of myself for that. I wouldn't have worked for the last two, the, everything I've done in the last couple of years, the things that I, you, I, I produced. And your, 
And your in your new movie is a holiday movie, right? Yeah, I produced it with um, Hello Sunshine, which is Reese's, Reese Witherspoon's company. It's on Amazon, um, and we started working on this a couple of years ago when Reese saw a movie that I did for Netflix called Set It Up, and um, was like, "Oh, where are the good feel good romantic movies that are like classy and gorgeous um, mm-hmm. and uh, and timeless?" And so. We started trying to find something to do together and we found this book and you know how, you know how the story goes very well. Um, But uh, it was a really, it was a really fun experience and the, and the making of it, it, we started shooting it right after I made a movie that was quite dark and uh, so it always sounds so, I feel like it sounds self-indulgent as an actor to talk about like, oh, so hard, whatever. But it was, I felt, I felt weird after finishing the movie and to go on to shoot this movie, something from Tiffany's, which is so beautiful and feel good and lovely was awesome. It was the best. And then for the movie to come, like the experience of shooting it matched the outcome. It's, it was like a lovely, warm, easy, beautiful shooting experience. And the movie is like warm and beautiful and lovely, <laughs> which is, well, which is nice great. to have good feelings attached to a good movie that makes you feel good. It's like, great. I'm so excited. <laughs> Listen, there's that's I mean, I think in in uh, our day at this moment in time, having people want to feel good. They they want some escapism. There's I mean, I love the dark stuff as much as the ne- as the next person. It's probably where I, I watch more stuff. But also I, I know the value of something that that like that, like your movie, something from Tiffany's. It's a you know you're going to feel good and lose yourself in a mo- in a movie in that genre yeah. and that's super super important it I is think. important I, I, it's really valuable yeah. i i i am i'm very proud of it and i'm very um proud of how well it's doing and yeah so it's great you know what you were great in you were great in the politician oh thank you Thanks. you're super great in it that you're the, the reveal of your character is super great <laughs> It was a. I. I have to say, I. Ne- I did not see it coming. I was such a fucking out there character. Gosh, I got to work with Jessica Lang, which I. I. That was. The uh, have you, give me some Jessica Lang stories. She's the hottest person I've ever met. I know oh. that's probably not the most respectful first intro to of what I should say, but she is the sexiest person. Not woman, man. Sexiest person I have ever met. Ever. I have one. One meeting with her once. It was a an Amfar charity of red carpet in New York City. I'm gonna say it was 1990, about probably the year you were born, 94, something like that. And you know how like you're like sometimes you, you end up on a red carpet with people that you've never met before. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've never met them, and they're like, and they they yell your name. They're like, yeah. uh, Zoe, Rob, Rob, Zoe, Zoe, Rob, Rob, Zoe, and we've never met. And all of a sudden now we're together with like flash bulbs going off yeah. and it's super awkward right. and we're right. You know what I'm talking of about? Of course. And, right. And so, th- so it's like, Rob, Jessica, Jessica, Rob, Jessica, Rob, Rob, Jessica. And she leans over into, I've never said a word to her. She's never said a word to me. We've never met. She leans over and she goes, let's go get a fucking drink. I- and I was like. <laughs> I mean. She's hot. And she's extraordinarily funny. That was the thing she was very confused by by me because I would mm. laugh my ass off at her and she would be like, why do you think I'm so funny? But I just found her to be... And we that the more I'm in this job, the more I'm like, if I can come out of a job with like a, 
uh, just a great friendship. I'm like, that's all. Like, you can't control anything yes. else. I'm like, that's I right. made an amazing relationship. I mean, I met um, one of my best friends on the show and I yep. became, I just fell in love with Jessica and I was such a great experience because of that. I'm so grateful I got to do that job because she was a dream. And we, I felt like we danced when we were acting together. Mm-hmm. I just felt like we were dancing. I don't know. <laughs> I know that sounds silly. Yeah, no, I just sure. felt like we were supposed to act together. We had so much fun acting together. We got each other. And um, I actually did get to go out for a drink with Jessica. For a drink with Jessica. We went, we went and saw a show on Broadway and then oh. we had a drink. And she had a uh. dirty martini and I was just sitting uh. there like, oh my gosh, is this? And we're running through, you know, the it, it, it's, it's like crazy rain and we have an umbrella and she's like glamorous uh, as an, ever. It's a movie. It's a movie. You lived a movie with her. Yeah, she's she's everything and more. I, uh, that, I was an, ex- I'm very lucky that I got to work well, I got an, another good one for you, another story. So my oldest son, Matthew. Who I adore. You know, I'm, I'm, oh, he loves you. My boys love you. They just, they're so excited that I was talking to you today. You they're did like, the best job. You and your wife did an amazing job. They are such good kids, really. I know oh, you hear that a lot, you. but really. Well, I was, you know, I'm a young father, about to be a young father. I'm at Cedar sinai Cheryl's in labor. She's in labor for, she's in labor for 24 hours. Labor, not like, but like, push labor 24 hours it was a thing and i'm dying i mean to go out walk in the hall sweat there's another dad his baby is being born in the next room we're talking we're talking we're thising we're thatting is your how's your wife doing how's your wife matthew's born i go out to the other dad is, is your kid yeah he was just born that kid was ben platt no yep who's one of my best friends that's what i was talking about literally born Next door to my son, two seconds after my. Isn't that weird how the world works? And so when I saw him in in uh, Dear Evan Hansen, which is was transcendent. It's transcendent. It was. That's the only word to describe it. No, it's the only word to describe. It's the there are certain performances that you feel blessed, particularly when it's live. In a movie, the performance exists forever, so you can always see it. But you know, to be able to see Ben in that show is like a get like I I feel like you know I was there it's like I saw Kirk Gibson's walk off home run for the Dodgers I feel the same way about Ben it's like I was there I, you know what I mean I went to go see that show well, I didn't know Ben at the time I mean we had mutual friends but we didn't we weren't um we didn't know each other really yet uh I went to see that before with Glenn Powell who I think you know yeah you know Glenn, mm-hmm. Glenn and yep. I finished wrapped set it up and the before we were gonna go see this show Dear Evan Hansen that everyone's loving before we go to mm. our rap party we didn't know anything about it <laughs> We I didn't go, know anything about it either, go, which is great. And I literally, my one of the first, one of the thoughts that I had was, how could a person watch this performance and not believe in God? Because God mm. is moving through this person yeah. in a crazy way. It was the most transcendent. It was the mm-hmm. most uh, extraordinary. I was in the bathroom, hugging and crying strangers. You know that vibe. But anyway, then we, Glenn and I went to the. Um, to the rap party and everyone thought that we were deeply emotional for the movie ending and and they were like don't cry like don't cry because yeah. it's over smile because it happened we're like no 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 <laughs> no it's, we, we just saw an amazing just, resort yeah. Yeah. i went back i went backstage to meet him and I, and i just like 
fell into his arms and was like weeping. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so silly, but if Dear Evan Hansen, man, it was, and the movie's fine, but the, but it's not what the ex- experience was seeing it alive on, on Broadway. But he's also great. He was great in The Politician. It was a guy, I, I loved that. Did you, so Ryan Murphy made The Politician. Yeah. Did, was, I mean, Brad Falchuk directed a bunch of them, mm-hmm. who is my boss on 911 Lone Star. He created my show. Yeah. Yeah. And so was 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 Ryan Murphy around or was he doing his Wizard of Oz thing that he does? Where he's kind of <laughs> behind the curtain a lot. I didn't get to see him that much. No. Yeah. Um, but I it was very cool for me. I'd never I mean, I'd done one TV show when I first started when I was like 14 or something. And um, so it was a cool experience. But I, I didn't get to spend that much time with him. Uh, but he's 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 he knows what he's doing. He really knows what he's doing. <laughs> Now, did you have, I'm trying to remember, did you have a ton of scenes or any scenes with Gwyneth? I had one scene with her. I'm convinced when she talked to Ben in the show, Ben plays her son. She is my son, John Owen's godmother. And the way she talked to Ben is exactly how she talks to John Owen. She's such a great actress. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. And I really respect and love that she as somebody who knows what she wants to do. And she's, I also, I don't know her really at all, but I am always saying to everyone, she is 10 years ahead of all you motherfuckers. Like she She knows, and I don't care what you say or what you say about what she says. Like she Mm -hmm. is such a trendsetter, knows everything 10 years before everyone else. Um, So smart. But all that to be said, I personally as a fan just love her acting and wish she would act again because she's so great. And it was so fun to see her on The Politician because she's just magnetic. I know. And she doesn't, I I went to a fancy Christmas Christmas party and Reese was there and Jen Aniston and and, uh, Sandra Bullock and, 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 and John Hamm and this one and that one. And there was one person in that room who was glowing with an aura and everybody couldn't take their eyes off and every, and it was Gwyneth. I mean, she really is. And and the fact that she's a trendsetter is why people knock the shit out of her. And, 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 and she knows it and people, and it's just part of the deal. Like when you see things that other people don't, yeah, there are going to be people like, what is her deal? Yeah. I mean, and it just is what, what, what it is with her, you know? And, but, um, she's, she's something. And she was so her outfits on the politicians yeah. would be on. <laughs> But it was anyway. I so guys, guys and gals out there, politician. It's still on Netflix. You can still find it. Well, you know, no two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas, vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activity allow for such an infinite number of different travel experiences. I mean, I love Texas. I go like this, the people of Dallas, the culture of Austin, and I love any time I get there. If you're a beach person, well, you can go have fun in the sun with Texas 350 miles of coastline. If you're a rugged vacation type, there's campgrounds, hiking trails, state parks, golf is nuts there, foodies, You got your Texas barbecue and live music in Austin. And of course, if you're into the cowboy scene, you can certainly find it there. And now Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom trip matched to their own unique interests. So visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own. 
to get the only trip to Texas that matters, yours. That's traveltexas.com slash get your own. Transform your bathroom cleaning with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. You just spray today and rinse tomorrow for a no-scrub clean. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, this is your once-a-week solution to keeping your tub and shower surfaces sparkling clean. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. Join thousands who've switched to an easier clean. Get your wet and forget weekly shower cleaner today and make your bathroom sparkle with zero scrubbing. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. We need to talk about your mom. I love your mom. She loves you. Oh, she's the best. Now, she it's it's so interesting. So, for those of you who may not know your your mom is Leah Thompson, um, who's been in so many great things, but obviously Back to Fu- Back to the Future is the the biggie. Um, but she met your dad on a movie, right? Didn't they meet on a movie? Which movie was it? I, Some I kind remember. of wonderful. Of course. But the way that you were just telling that story, you know, you're, you have all these amazing stories, the James Cameron one. It, it makes me go, what are my parents keeping from me? Because I think people think that, like, <laughs> maybe you do. But uh, my family, certainly growing up, no one was sitting around the table like, sit down, children. Let me tell you about Hollywood. Like, we never heard anything from our parents. Anything? But we, you got to ask them. Just, you got to, you should. They didn't tell you us take your, shit. We don't why don't you do this? Then why do this? Go and. You just have to ask your mom, point blank. Be like, give me the lowdown on Emilio Estevez. <laughs> no, I, I, I do whatever. Ask, I do ask her inappropriate questions, which I love the answers to that I won't say here. But obviously, I'm more interested in the hot goss that I wouldn't really Yes. Eat, but, you know, who was stooping who? And like, let me tell yes. you, Rob. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you got all, you oh, know wait. all of it too. But Oh um, my God, your mom was in Red Dawn. Oh yeah, that, those stories. Holy shit. Those stories so, are. The are, Red Dawn Red Dawn, holy moly. That movie, first of all, is so, it's so underappreciated, and it'd be great to watch now because Russia is now once again the bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so if, if you haven't seen Red Dawn, go watch Red Dawn. It's an 80s classic. Swayze, C. Thomas Howe, Leia Thompson, Jennifer Grey, um, and it's it's Russia invading America. is And it's John Milius wrote and directed it. I mean— You have the, a crazy memory. I memorize stupid things. No, but— is this a thing in your life? Like, are you, are, are you, do you, or is this just, it just happens to be really on it right now because your memory is incredible. You're like a Wikipedia I, right now. <laughs> you know, I, I remember, I and I remember Red Dawn because I was pissed I wasn't in it. I was like, I'm sorry, Charlie Sheen's in Red Dawn too. I'm like, I'm sorry, did they lose my phone number? I could have been in Red Dawn. I could have been a badger, a beaver, whatever the fuck they were, what they, their nicknames were. But your mom was so cute in it and so great. And just and and then in Back to the Future, I visited the set. I remember visiting and your mom was working with Eric Stoltz. I, I was there when Eric Stoltz was playing no Marty McFly. No way. You came and visited the set? Wow. Yeah. 
because we were shooting St. Elmo's Fire on the same lot. Um, on the same lot, it was the Universal back lot. Wow. And so, I mean, I feel like it was a, a really good movie. A time in movies. It to was. Have been. It sounds so fun and romantic and cool. It was and so Hollywood. innocent. <sighs> it was like so innocent. And I mean, look, we were obviously a lot of us were up to no good. I'm as like, well. what do you mean so innocent? <laughs> yeah, it was, we weren't that innocent. But but you, but I, I think the business part of it, yeah. the business part of it, was it wasn't as corporate, and there was it, it just it, and it wasn't so splintered. And there was enough work that everybody worked, but there wasn't so much work that that y- there was so much. Today, there's so much content that it's hard to even see all of it or know all of it. You're like, I'll run into an actor and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm in my fifth season of this show called whatever. And you're like, I've never even heard of it. Like that did not happen then. Like if you were in something, everybody knew it. Very different time. So your mom never... Okay, so let's think of who you can go to your mom when we're done with this. Dude, my mom doesn't remember anything. We're similar oh, in that come way. now. She has a shitty memory. I mean, so do we I. We need to get her on the show. I will pry it out of her like a pearl out of a clam. I mean, she has the worst memory. She can barely remember my name. She calls me Howie and then Mabel and then whatever the dog's who's Amazing. dead for nine years name. It's like you can't. Amazing. <laughs> It's just amazing. You know what I, I want to say too, which I just realized is that you and my mom might be the longest lasting Hollywood couples. At, like you and your wife have been married right. for how long? 31 years. Yeah, I think they're 34, 33, 34, 33 years or something. It's amazing. And I'm sure it, everybody says to you like, damn, great work. But like, I'm going to say it too to you. Like, that's impressive. Thank you. And I do, and I love that about your mom. And I, I don't think I've ever met your dad. I don't think I have. He's the best um, person ever. He's the funniest person ever. I know he was known as hilarious in the day. Everybody loved him and working with him. I remember when he was when when he was directing um, some kind of wonderful. I because they I think they were also on the lot. Those God, those are great movies, right? I know, I know. Well, some kind of wonderful is sort of what. Reese and you, it's in the genre yeah. of, of what you what you did, yeah. of the Tiffany movie. Howie's the best. I, I, he has a better memory, and I'm sure I could prize some stuff out of him more than <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm surprised I'm to hear you would never met him. I know. This is my favorite. Okay, so, I, so here's the doc. I get a document, right, yeah. for my guests. And... And the, they have bullet weird random things. I ask for random things. I'm like, I want to know oh, random stuff sure. that I might not know about my guests. But here's my favorite about you right here. Mm. Bullet point. Loves El Pollo Loco. <laughs> that makes me laugh. How? What? I love like, your, your team. They... Your team is researching deep, but I do fucking love El Pollo Loco. How? But how, I mean, just I laughed out loud when I saw that. What? It's, it's so, but I'm gonna go and I call them. I go, you guys are doing a great job. That is exactly the kind of stuff <laughs> that I want to talk about. On <laughs> Zoe Deutsch, El Pollo Loco. Okay, you big fan. Rob, you're pretty fancy. Like you, you're fancy. Okay, you deserve to be fancy. You work very hard, harder than anyone. But I gotta ask: Is there any sort of like unfancy vibe food you like? Like, do you? What do you mean? I have I have El Pollo Loco. At least, at least once a week. No. At least. Oh, yeah, I do. At least once a week. It's my go-to on the set. 100%. Shut up. Okay, 
Okay, so what's your order? For me, I mean, I have my order down, but what's your order? My order is, is the the three pieces of chicken, right? Just regular, the, the grilled chicken, the beans, the uh, coleslaw. Just simple, easy, all protein okay. and veggies. So for me, I fell in love with the dollar menu um, when Ooh. I was going to Loxa, which is uh, the mm-hmm. performing arts high school downtown, and we were sharing the Cal yep. State LA campus. There was an El Pollo Loco there, and I would get the BRC, and I would. What ha- is the wait? Wait, this is all good info- information for yeah. me. What is the BRC? What BRC, is it? It's just like a bean rice cheese burrito, but Got I it. would. They're smaller because they're on the dollar mm-hmm. menu, so it's nice. You don't feel like you're gonna. Die. Catatonic. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's smaller, but I asked them to grill it on both sides so it's a little hotter and kind of like just crunchier. Then I get yes. the on the dollar menu the side salad with the cilantro dressing, which I normally hate cilantro, but this dressing, it's creamy cilantro. It is an absolute 11 out of 10. And then I get an extra dressing because I dip my burrito in there. Then sometimes yeah. I'll get the little, usually I get extra food in general always because food scarcity is just my There cost. could be a, look, there, there could be a famine at any moment. Yeah. Let's face it. I could have really low blood sugar and want to pass <laughs> out. And so yes, I yes. must be prepared at all times. Yes, so yes. I always get extra food. Usually I'll get like the, it's also in the dollar menu. It's like the smaller, it has, it's just rice and beans and chicken. Now what is this, what is this fascination I'm hearing with the dollar menu? You've got more than a dollar. Which, by the way, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a dollar menu anymore. I think it's like four ninety nine now. But when yeah, I was in high right. school, it was so I still call it that. Yeah. But I like yeah, yeah. my fascination with it was more that I liked the portions because I could get more, and I just and also I was I, I mean who doesn't love a little bit of a, a you know save? I was saving a lot of money. It's great. I I love. Um, I mean, look, I I'm super disciplined about you know, eating, you know, a high protein, low carb sort of Atkins diet. And, but I, I'm a big believer in cheat days. And on my cheat days, I like to eat like I'm 16 again. I like to eat like a 16 year old. Do you do like, like a, I, a set one day a week where it's your cheat day or you're just, you'll be like, all right, like, are you? <laughs> it's whenever, it's whenever it hits me. Do you know what I mean? Like if my car starts turning itself off the freeway, to the McDonald's, I just go with it. Oh, great. And But check this out. Guess what I have? I have, I'm one of only two people in the world to have a McDonald's gold card. No. Mm-hmm. And the McDonald's gold card enables me to buy as much McDonald's as I want for free. Now, there is a stipulation. It's only in the sort of uh, the, the, like the area in which it's sort of Santa Barbara, LA. My, I have a friend who's da- who owns a lot of franchises and his dad invented, his dad invented the Egg McMuffin, oh, invented it, and invented Ronald McDonald. Wow. So he's, he's a made man in the McDonald's world and they got, and they knew that I liked it. So they gave me a McDonald's gold card. It's hilarious. Well, my only thing that I can, I can, it doesn't even compare, but for Valentine's Day, I got, a $500 gift card to El Pollo Loco, which is kind of unlimited given that I usually get stuff from the dollar menu. But that was- No kidding. That was my, and it was, I cried. I thought it was the most beautiful gift I've ever received. (laughs) With a bouquet, it was called a zouquet, zouquet, because it was a bunch of um, fresh produce because my two favorite things, which don't really align, are like fresh produce and fresh vegetables um, and then El Pollo Loco, so- I, uh, it's a, it's a, great if we don't, if, if you and I don't get an El Pollo Loco ad out of this, then I mean, what the fuck? Is, what is it? It's not worth it. None of this is worth it. <laughs> okay. Before you do that, I need to ask you about one of my, you worked with one of my favorite actors, Mark Rylance. 
He's one of the greatest actors who ever lived. What what was that like? He is so much fun. Really? So much fun. You know, I uh it's funny because I rarely have ever heard of um people being method actors when they're playing kind, gentle people. You know, you only mm-hmm. hear people like talk about doing method acting when they're playing full-blown sociopath exactly. assholes because it's a great way of being able to excuse your behavior. Um, yes, exactly. He is by the way, you just can I just say I'm gonna stop right. You just hit the nail on the head. So for all you all you young actors out there, everybody who's obsessed with the method, she just hit it on the head. It's a great excuse to excuse your behavior. Yeah. Except for when you're Mark Rylance. Because Except he, for when you're Mark Rylance. He was playing so he's method. And um, I didn't know that. That's interesting. He, uh, he, that. He's met, but in a very in, in his own way. He, um, mm-hmm. you know, when he when he he would come usually an hour before we would before he, his call time, and he'd do his rituals. Jesus. He would do his rituals. He has a lot oh, of different rituals. Okay, yeah. I'm all well, fucking years now. Yeah, theater rituals and different sort of vocal and physical warm ups and things to get him no into the way. character. Yeah, he's he's very serious, and um, then he'd put his costume on, and then. You know, it's not like the kind of method you hear where you're like, if you say his name, he's going to be like, ah, you know, it's not that. Yeah, he's just yeah, yeah, yeah. not like as um, you wouldn't expect him to be when when I met him out of set and he was so yeah. playful and had this childlike wonder and he's hilarious mm-hmm. and cheeky mm-hmm. and sort of like yep. adorable. It was mm-hmm. hilarious because I realized he was method because the method acting he was doing was like a very kind person. <laughs> so I didn't yes. think he was just kind and more quiet and gentle. And then in mm-hmm. person, he's like, da, da, da. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm explaining myself well, but he is totally the real deal. He is beyond transformative and yeah. also... Um, like such a great teacher and he has so much fun teaching and yet he's so interested in learning. Like he really thinks everybody that crosses, he's one of those just great people who- That's so good to hear. No ego. Um, And we, so the movie um, was kind of an amazing whole What movie was it again? It's it's called The Outfit. And um, we got to rehearse it chronologically on on the actual set. It was one set. Um, and we shot it chronologically. So the entire thing took place in one set and we shot wow. the whole thing chronologically, which was obviously a once in a, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I imagine it'll be a once in a lifetime opportunity because when it's once not, I've only done it once yeah. and it was, I don't know how it was for you, but I, Oh my God, I was obsessed, um, obsessed with it and getting to rehearse with him was really a dream. Mm. And I got to, we did a bunch, he taught us a bunch of games and exercises and techniques. Did he things. teach you any of the vocal warm-ups? That's what I want to know. I, what? Oh, you mean I'm, his rituals? Of, uh, no. Yes, the rituals. I love rituals. I want every inside secret I can get from great actors. Gosh, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I didn't inquire too much about the sort of ritual stuff that he was doing in the morning. Uh, I didn't want to like pry too much. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely got some fun exercises and techniques um, that were super practical. You know, mm. like things that weren't esoteric and hard to understand. They were just mm-hmm. like like one was we were we were working on a scene together and it, the flow was kind of off. And he was like, okay, we're gonna do it three times, three different ways. We're gonna do the first one, tops and tails. You're just gonna be on each other, on each other, on each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. I don't want any 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 air. And then the second time, we're gonna do slow, like molasses. 
And then the mm. third time, we're just gonna forget about both and see which parts stuck with us in our bodies. And it wow. was amazing because it really worked for me. I mean, it's very practical That's and easy great. to do, but I've used it a lot since and I've loved it because sometimes it just, you know how there's, you, you get tools in your tool belt and you're like, oh, yep. this isn't working. Let's try it really fast and really slow. <laughs> and, you know, I know maybe that doesn't seem like that um, crazy of a concept, but it really worked. I like it. Tops and tails and then molasses. That's a really good, that's a really, I'm going to, next time I direct James Cameron in a screen <laughs> test, I'm going to hit him with that. <laughs> that woman is like a shot of espresso. You're like feeling good, happy. Do you know what I mean? That was great. That was exactly the kind of interview I needed today. All right. Ring, ring. What's that? Ooh. It's the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323 570 4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey, what's up, Rob? This is David. I live down in Los Angeles. I think it's everyone's dream, at least people that love movies to have a movie theater in their home. And I'm just curious about what kind of uh, home movie theater that you have at your house or that you have had at previous houses. Thank you so much for your podcast. Have a great day. Peace. Oh, thank you. That's a cool question. So, I mean, technology is changing so much. Um, it's 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 really interesting. I'm, I'm actually... Uh, building a new house, so I'm dealing with exactly that question: What, what do I want to do? How do I want to? How do I want to watch movies in in my home today? In the past, um, I've had the the big Runco was always the top of the line projector with a big movie screen and the big sound system. Um, but I will tell you now, what people are doing is I think Samsung are making televisions as big as you want them. Literally, if you if you're willing to pay for it, they're not cheap. They will make you a television as big as a movie screen. And that's what sort of the cutting edge folks are are putting. So no more projectors. It's literally a, a just a ginormous TV as big as a, a, a movie screen. And obviously the clarity is nuts. And, you know, you watch it in a football game on that is amazing. The one thing I did have that was a real luxury – was there's a thing in L.A., only in L.A., called the Bel Air system. And the Bel Air system was the studios had to approve you to get their movies sent to you for the weekend. So growing up, it was like, hey, we're watching, uh, you know, whatever on at, at the house. It was always a big deal to get the movies, even some of them before they were out. They would bring the cans of film. You'd have to hire a projectionist. And then when everything went digitally, you would get, you know, the the chip, but you still had to have a projectionist come and sit there because it was like a union thing. <laughs> so that was fun, um, but I'm not doing that anymore. Anyway, thanks for listening as always. I really appreciate uh, how much you all have supported this podcast and continue to spread the word, um, give us a good review on, on Apple. Like that's a thing. Like it's a whole thing. Like if you do that, it really helps. So you can be in show business. You can be a power broker. You can. Wherever, step off the treadmill, 
pull over from the carpool and go on Apple and give us five stars and you will literally have been a kingmaker. If you're like not down with King Charles, make me the king. Do that. That's how you do it. Anyway, I'll see you all next week on Literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Rob Schulte, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Our research is done by Alyssa Grawl. The podcast is executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and Joanna Solitaroff at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Stitcher. All of the music on this podcast was composed by Devin Bryant. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.